Welcome to Writers Unfiltered, a podcast where Katrina Marie and Stephanie Derbis, aka SK Derbis, share their unfiltered thoughts, experiences, and struggles with writing. All right, this week we are talking about when to start your social media. And honestly, as soon as you decide you want to write professionally. Yeah, 100%. Um, It's always smarter to build your readership up um, beforehand and get followers. Like, don't pay for followers because that's weird and skeevy and not cool. But to get some followers. I know, it's crazy. Um, Before, even if you're not done with your book, get those social media sites set up, um, start interacting. You can share snippets from what you're writing. You can share mood boards for um, kind of what the story is about or the feel of the story and like getting to know you type of posts. Um, but yeah, I'm 100%. I wish I would have started a lot sooner than I did. Um, but I did start them before I published my first book. So there is that. Yeah. And I started all of mine fairly recently within like the last, uh, within the last couple of months when I've fully decided that I was going to at least self-publish my adult romances. So I, went on all of the social media outlets and I took the same handle for all of them because I don't want silly trolls to get my name first. And if I didn't get the Twitter handle yet, I had the Instagram handle. They could, you know, be a troll and write like me. And I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. Like I, and that's also important. Try to keep your name the same across all social media. Um, I know it can be tricky with like Twitter because you have a character limit. Um, That is why my Twitter is, uh, it's Cat Marie author instead of Katrina Marie author, where it is literally everywhere else. Um. Because also, why our Twitter for this is Writers Unfilter instead of Writers Unfiltered. Yep. Stupid Get Twitter. Old. I know. Character limits suck, man. It's like they increased their tweet count, character count, but they didn't increase their username character count. But yeah, definitely get them on all the social media outlets. Um, ones that I especially suggest for writers are Twitter, mostly for networking. Um, Twitter isn't really a place you're going to sell a ton of books. Um, But you can find a lot of other writers. Yes, you can find tons of other writers. Um, Instagram, I love Instagram. I spend spend way more time on Instagram than I probably should. Uh, And that it used to be mostly for it benefited mostly YA writers for a long time but romance landia is like taking it its turn I've seen a lot more romance type photos that makes me happy 
especially recently and that that really makes me happy because I like being on Instagram and Instagram like showing me some romance books I need to add to my TBR I love Instagram too especially since I've been doing like this flash fiction Friday with some people and it just like it helps people get a sense of like how you write and it also just helps you in the long run with like your writing because everyone needs practice oh yeah definitely um not gonna lie I spend a lot of time in the stories um I probably spend more time in stories than I do actually scrolling my feed I have to get better at stories. I like I'm always watching everyone's stories, but I'm so bad at putting my own story out there. <laughs> oh, it like I was terrified of stories for the longest time. Um, one of my most controversial ones. Okay, aside from the fact that not enough people watch Shark Week that follow me, and that should be corrected because Shark Week is amazing. Um, <laughs> but also. So last weekend, or maybe, anyway, the last time I had pizza, I got Hawaiian pizza, and I love Hawaiian pizza. It is my favorite. Um, Nobody else in the house likes it. So I get to basically have a whole pizza to myself. But you can't complain about that. Exactly. So I posted on my Instagram stories. Asking if people like their pine like pineapple on pizza or no if it belongs on pizza. And that is always super controversial because you have those people who are like, uh no, 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 no. And then you have those people that are like, Yes, I love it. And, and then there's the random in-betweeners like me where it's like, well, I can have it if it's the if it's there, but it's not gonna be like my go-to when I'm ordering out. Yeah, and it, it's just, it's fun. Um, but yes, definitely utilize stories. If you're going to be, well, you should still get your handle on Instagram. But if you're going to be active there, your feed and your stories. Um, I try to keep my stories to stuff that isn't permanent. Like a lot of my day-to-day stuff will go in my stories. Um, that way it's not, clogging up my feed because I I like my feed having the feel of my brand to it so I try to keep those two things sort of separate um like my kids first day of virtual school that went in my stories um and then you can also save your stories as highlights on Instagram I, I love that feature it's like the best thing I'm so happy that they did that because now if I'm like heavy, heavily promoting a book, then I can put all the teasers into one section. And if people want to see what that book is about, they can go there and look. Yeah, I love that feature. It's great. Okay, so on to the next social media, Facebook. Not gonna lie, like while Instagram is slowly coming to romance land, Facebook is where you're going to find most of your readers and romance. Um, I only reason I know it's what I write. Um, I'm not sure how other genres do on Facebook, but I know romance does really, really well. Um, two things create 
your like page um, where they have to go and like you instead of adding you as a friend. Um, I'm super selective about who I add as friends on my Facebook profile. As everyone should be. Yes, because I post a lot of stuff about my kids and what they're doing. And like, I don't want everybody seeing that. I don't, even in my, so when I share them on my social medias for my author stuff, I never put anything that can identify them, like their school or anything like that. That all gets like cut out because I don't want anybody knowing who my kids are, so to say, so to speak. Um, I don't even call them by their actual names. I, my youngest is wee one and my oldest is boy child. I don't even call my husband by his actual name. He is <laughs> hubs on all of my social media. Um, and then another thing you want to do is create a Facebook group. Um, the like pages don't, I mean, they'll get seen, but Facebook is very much a pay to play sort of place. So even if you have like thousands and thousands of followers on your Facebook page, only a small percentage of that is actually going to see any of the content you post. Um, so Facebook groups are a really great way to build like your hardcore fans and hardcore readers. I don't really like using fans, hardcore readers, like the people who read your book every time it comes out all of that. Um, I have I actually have two Facebook groups, one for my street team, which is just street team related stuff. And then I have my reader group and they get like, I share quite a bit on my Facebook page, but they get a more personal side of me inside my reader group. Um, they get my, like my day-to-day -day life. They get the things I'm like super obsessed about like my planners they we show off our spreads every week we do monthly movie nights it's more of a tight-knit community um than a page would be though you could build the same type of thing on the page and just be mindful of what you share or don't share or what you're comfortable with sharing I'm like in awe right now because I wasn't even thinking about Facebook yeah it, whether it be a writer with Facebook I'm not in my main feed as much, but I am in groups, writer group, my reader group, um, just trying to keep up on industry news and what's working for other people. We talk shop, marketing, all of it um, to see what's working for different genres, different cat age categories sub niches any of that so yeah Facebook now, is definitely important for romance for the Facebook groups is that more is that necessary to have before you're published or should you wait until you're closer to publishing or after published I definitely think I waited until after I was published um I think you can set it up before you publish that way. Like if you send out emails or newsletters or anything like that, and you're like, or even in the back of your books in the back matter and like, Hey, you want to get to hang, you want to hang out with me in a more personal space um, or in 
you want to hang out with me on the daily and see what I'm up to, join my reader group. This is where I am and this is what we talk about and do. That's awesome because I wouldn't have even thought of that. I would have thought of like, yeah, making like a like page, but not a group. So that's awesome. It's something I had, I wish I had done earlier. Um, and even in my group, it's not super huge. Uh, I think there's roughly 300 members in it. Um, but it is pretty active. Like I have different questions I ask on there and there during the week or like on the wacky type holidays, I'll put, so like the other day was banana appreciation day. Um, and I was like, what are your favorite foods with bananas? <laughs> um, so I always like, I can, I can't think of something. Um, like on Mondays we share our planner spreads for the week because there are quite a few planner people in my group because planner um, people are the best. Yes. 100%. Uh, and then on Tuesdays we talk about what we're reading for that week. Um, mine doesn't change as often as I would like just because I don't have as much time to read as I used to. Wednesdays ish. I usually do every other. We I do a work in progress Wednesday and we talk about um, or I post a little snippet of what I'm working on. Uh, sometimes on Thursdays, I'll throw, do a throwback Thursday, mostly if it coincides with the holiday. Otherwise, I don't do them that often. And then on Fridays, it's always Friday. And we talk about um, either one thing for them to tell me one thing good that happened that week or what their weekend plans are. We have soulful Saturdays where we share what we're doing to take care of ourselves. Cause I am very big on self care. And then every other Sunday we do Songland Sunday. Um, and I share what I'm listening to, or I will share a playlist to my book and they share what they're listening to. Um, so yeah, it's, and then they just get random pop-ins from me. Like if I'm just having a random thought and I'm like, hey, what's up guys? So this just happened. Another wow. thing they like they like to see is like we have a Katrina lives dangerously because I have a very bad habit of not putting gas in my car until I'm almost out. <laughs> so we see how low the mileage gets before <laughs> before I actually get gas. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Some of them are like, dude, put gas in your car. <laughs> I'm like, I will when I get to the gas station. Okay, so I'm the complete opposite. And the second that I hit the mark where I only have a quarter left of gas, I'm at the gas station filling up. Because <laughs> like, I am oh, yeah. afraid to get stranded anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, not me. I, uh, I've i gotten it down to where it doesn't even give you a mile left to go. Oh, my God, girl. <laughs> I think I've done that like once, maybe twice in my entire life. And I never want to do it again. <laughs> I've probably done it that many times in the past six months, <laughs> if not more. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, that's funny. Okay, so back to social medias. Uh, but those are just some things you could talk about in your groups. Um, if you do a group, you can also talk about them on your page. Um, I will tell you doing Facebook lives are awesome. People really, really like those. And it gives you a chance to interact with your readers. Um, face to not face because they can see you, but you can't see them. Yes. Um, although Facebook does now have meeting rooms. So you could always set one up and have like a private uh, book chat or whatever with some of your readers. So, so that is of, always an option. Kind of like if you had like a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And this way they don't have to leave the platform because I know some people have issues with Zoom or any of the other things that are out there for those type of meetings. Um, so it's, it's another good option to have. Uh, and to utilize on Facebook. Uh, we talked about Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Um, Pinterest is another one. Yes. That I have, you can have. I have a Pinterest. Um, I don't think it's the same handle as everything else for me. Because I had the Pinterest long before I thought I was going to be published and to be perfectly honest I am too lazy to set up a new one with all of you don't the... have to what you you don't you don't have to you can actually um change it to a business profile and you can change the name on there because this is what I did and so that your readers don't see what all, like, your cook, your recipes and stuff like that, if that's not something you want to share, you can hide those boards so that they're not visible and only keep the boards that pertain to whatever books you're writing visible. Oh, my God. All right. So I just learned something new today. <laughs> that's what I did because I didn't want to create another Pinterest account. I've learned quite a few new things today with Facebook and now with Pinterest. <laughs> so essentially this podcast is not only helping all of you guys, it's also helping us. <laughs> yeah, we always learn a little something, something. Um, <laughs> and it, right, it really is like the whole business of writing part. It's constant learning all the time oh yeah um I don't I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't learn something new and my little Evernote resources file is like massive and honestly I don't think I want to come to a day where there's not something new for me to learn exactly I mean I I don't even think that's possible I and especially with with publishing because everything changes so quickly yeah um, Goodreads is also one you have to, to be on. Um, but I don't think. I'm don't you have to, to get like a librarian to add you on or something? If you don't have anything published, I think so. Um, but if you have something up on pre-order, you can claim that book. And then there's a process of getting you set up as a Goodreads author. Um, I know a lot of people and a lot of writers will say, don't go there. It's 
horrible place to be. Um, it's for readers, not writers. And while that is true, and if you if you can't look at the reviews and deal with the bad ones, it can be a horrible place to go. Um, I screen reviews for a friend of mine. Like if she wants a quote for a book, I will, me or somebody else will go look for a quote for her because she can't handle looking at the reviews, which is 100% fine. Um, me, I'm a glutton for punishment. So I read my reviews. Yeah, I would be in the same boat as you. I'm a glutton for punishment. Plus, I would take it as, like, not everyone is going to like everything you write. Not everything for everyone else. Exactly. But that's that's the flip side. You can use Goodreads as marketing. This is stuff I've learned from Alessandra Tori. Um, And she's done a couple of webinars on it. Because you can use different sections of Goodreads to, you could do a group on there for readers. Because you're not out searching Facebook or Instagram or Twitter for the people who are reading books. Goodreads is literally a site with readers. Right. That's what they are. That's why they're there. Yeah. And you can Um, do giveaways on Goodreads too. Yes. Giveaways cost money now. Do they? (laughs) Of course. Yeah. They cost money now. Um, But it's still a good way to promote your book before it releases. Um, You can utilize their review groups because they have different groups that will do arc reading. They have beta groups on there who will beta read for you. Um, They, when you have a release, you can set up events for that release. So that it alerts your uh, followers that you have a book coming out. Um, You can update your, not your book description, but where you can leave your own review. Don't give yourself any stars because no. But if you have a sale or a freebie or any exciting news, you can update that in the review section that you can put in there. And link out to other things so there's different ways you can utilize it like right now I'm working on a collection of short stories um I've written about 30 percent so I've added my book on Goodreads and I'm updating the percentage of that book as I'm writing it and if I have like a scene that I wrote that I was really really like funny or whatever you can write Because, you know, you can put that little message when you update your book or the percentage or page you're drawing for Goodreads. You can put something about that scene you just wrote and or like I hit the halfway mark and update the percentage. So it's um, there's so many ways you can market it. Um, Definitely check out AlessandraToriInc.com. She has and um, has so much information um, on indie publishing and utilizing Goodreads and stuff like that to set yourself up for success and not even just for success, but to reach your readers. Yeah, because in a way, Goodreads, while yes, it is for readers, but it's not going to hurt you like succeed. It's not going to hurt you to 
try and promote your books through there because readers go on there to find more books to read, you know? Exactly. It, and it's the perfect place, like, because that's where they are. Um, you're not competing or you're not trying to find readers in a group of gamers or anything like that. And like, yeah, there are tons of people who are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter that read, but you have to kind of like search them out almost um, by using the right hashtags and stuff like that. Whereas in Goodreads, they're there. Right. Like you don't, you don't have to do as much. Well, I'm not going to say you don't have to do as much work because it is still work, but it's easier for you to find your, your readers. readers. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, what about talking about websites, author websites? Yeah, create that as soon as possible. Grab your domain name. Yep. Um, if you can keep it the same as what all of your social media handles are, even better. Um, and you can essentially put a lot of the same things that you would put on social media on your website. You can blog. I was just going to say the one thing I like about having the website is you can have a blog and you can have a newsletter and that will only just help your readers just get to know you a little bit more. And then you can, you know, promote yourself that way too. Yeah. um, Definitely search up on or read up on like SEO or search engine optimization and stuff like that. I don't blog. It's just not something I do um, very often. I will do it whenever I have a new release or like this past week when one of my books came out in audio, I put a blog post up for that. And side note, you can sync up your Goodreads author account with your blog. So when you post your blog, it'll automatically link to Goodreads and send it to the people who follow you. See, look at that. So there's that. Definitely have a website. That's the first thing people are going to do, especially if you've already published or even if you're working on your first book and are about to publish. Um, the first thing they're going to do is Google you. And usually when that happens, your social media pops up or your website pops up. Um, So you definitely want to have a website. And the plus side with a website is you own that space. Like if Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, like all went away tomorrow, your website is still there. Right. Your website is still yours. Um, And we can talk about this super, super later. If you run ads on Facebook, you can install a pixel on your website and that pixel will pick up those readers and then you can target them in ads. So there's that as well. Yeah. I feel like marketing is going to be like its own episode. It'll probably be mini. Yeah. We'll probably (laughs) do a mini series. Of marketing. Yeah. Um, newsletter. Yeah. So I currently don't have a newsletter yet because I'm get str- one. I know. I'm just struggling with like what the hell am I gonna put in the newsletter? Uh put what you're working on. Put <laughs> things that inspire you. 
Um, so let me see. I'm in the process of what? getting mine together. Yes. Um, and there are a couple of different um, newsletter uh, services that will, uh, like you get free up to so many people. Yeah. Um, and then it's a certain amount of money after that. Yeah. Um, so there's but... MailChimp and Mailer Light, and I think Mailer Light you get more a thousand. Yeah, before you have to pay, and it's MailChimp where it's smaller amount. No, of... Mailer Light, Mailer Light is smaller, but oh, I would go with them because they it's easier to navigate and. There's other reasons, <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's a really easy to navigate service. And a lot of, most of the authors I know use Miller Lite or they knew, use Flowdesk, which is a new up and coming um, mailing ser- or newsletter service that is still in beta testing. And it's awesome. I love it. It's got very clean lines. It just doesn't do everything that I want it to do. I also know that um, like Brittany Wang and Bethany Atizada, they both use the Wix version, like the Wix newsletter. So like if you build a website through Wix.com, it has a newsletter function within that website builder. I haven't looked Mm -hmm. into it yet. Oh, me either. I know that's an option as well. Yeah. Um, I use WordPress for my website, so um, I don't know how Wix or anything else works. I'm in the process of getting my WordPress up and running. It's just been so long since I've put together a WordPress website that I'm, like, having to relearn everything. (laughs) I did that, too. Like, (laughs) believe me, I did it, too. It's um, been a trip. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. But like I said, it's space you own. If you get the dot org, not the dot com. The dot com, they can still do the like kind of monitor, kind of like what Blogspot did years ago. I think. Oh yeah. Whenever they can kind of control the content that you like, if you put something up it could go against their terms of service and they would take it down. Um, But with the wordpress.org, you can, I mean, it's your space. Yep. You control it. You own that little piece of internet realty. Um, So there's that. That is your home, Um, your house. Yes. And think of your newsletter as an extension of that house because that's another piece of property that you own. Um, It goes right along with social media. If it disappeared, you still have a way to get in touch with your readers. You still have a way to talk to them about what they're, about what you're working on um, and stuff like that. So I 100% recommend having a newsletter. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) And don't worry about like stuff that you don't like, you don't know what to talk about. Um, it'll come sometimes. It can be hard at times. Uh, 
I share a little bit about my life in there, minus family members' names. Um, but I share, like, I shared about virtual school. I share about our garden. I ask questions and do surveys. I talk to them about what I'm working on. The possibilities are endless. And you can also you have can... newsletter as, like, exclusive stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get there. I just... I feel like since I'm just in the drafting stage here this month, I'm drafting next month. I'm still drafting. <laughs> well, that's even, so you could do that. You could talk about your writing process. Um, you could talk about. Of my first manuscript. It's just. Some of the things that are in your book, like say if they go to bars a lot, you can talk about your favorite drinks to get out of bar um hit them with recipes for those drinks if there's anything you can tie into your books write about it and once a month you can send it more I definitely recommend at least once a month um since February um but say I talk I send out an email anywhere from two to four times a month Sometimes it's every other week. Sometimes it's three weeks in a row. And sometimes it's every week. Um, but at least once. It a just depends. At least once a month. Because there are different. The newsletter services will look at how your interaction is with the people you're sending emails to. And if you don't email more like at a frequent rate they your emails are more likely to end up in spam um okay so another thing is ask questions in your emails um try to get your your subscribers and readers to respond to those emails because it builds up credibility with the email service provider and your newsletter service provider so there's less likelihood of it ending up in spam. So listen to that, folks. Get yourself a newsletter and write one at least once a month. <laughs> yes. And I know we said to get your handle on like all the social media outlets. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to be present on all social no, media outlets. Absolutely not. Like Twitter, uh, I'm barely on Twitter. I know Twitter is great to reach other writers, but I just, my anxiety is at an all-time high with Twitter. So I'm hardly ever on Twitter, but I have the handle and I use it when I need to. Yeah, I pick one or two. If you can only handle one thing to be on, then be that, I mean, stay on that one thing. I am I love Instagram frequently. Yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. I spend a lot of my time on Facebook. Um, just because that's where most romance readers are. Uh but yeah, those are pretty much the two only two I post to. I post more frequently in my reader group than I do anywhere else. Um and yeah, those those two are where I stay. I don't remember the last time I even posted on Twitter. It's been a minute. Plus, yeah. this month has been um, Black Month. Yeah. See, our like, I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. 
most of the time I'm not posting live. Um, I comment on everything that gets comments, but I schedule my posts out every two weeks. Um, so that I, that's one less thing I have to do every day. Uh, but I still respond in real time. My stories, those are live because I mean, you just can't come up with that randomness. (laughs) Exactly. I just found out about the whole scheduling ahead of time. And let me tell you, my mind was blown. Okay. And it's going to help me in the future for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love scheduling ahead of time. That way, all I have to do is respond to comments um, and interact with those comments. That's an, like, if you schedule or even if you post live, interact with your readers. Um, it builds trust. It gives them a little bit of you. Um, they learn a little bit more about you. And, like, you're trying to sell your book. But at the same time, you are your brand. You're selling you. So if you post something and then people comment and you just don't ever comment back, you're not building that relationship and that trust with those readers. Right. Um, I think the only other thing we have to talk about social media wise is YouTube, which I know you're not on other than just a viewer. But I recently started an author tube channel. Um, yeah, and it's crazy because I watch tons of author tube channels. I just, I don't want to make videos. If I'm going to make a video, I'm going to do it live in my, my reader group. So I'm not exactly sure what gave me the courage to even attempt it. But I was loving all of the author tube videos and I wanted to be a part of it. And the, to be perfectly honest, during July Camp Nano, when there were so many live streams for live write-ins and writing sprints happening, it was the most productive I had ever been in my entire writing career. And I wanted that to continue on. So I started my own channel to basically vlog of my process and my my entire journey through this process so that I can look back at it. And that's that was the main reason why I started was so that I had something to look back at to show my growth, to show how everything went kind of like you would in writing a journal. But I also wanted to do like the live streams because those writing sprints is what kept me accountable. So I definitely wanted to be a part of that because I wasn't sure how many of those were actually going to still be around when it wasn't time to be in nano, any kind of nano season, which I think nano should just, you know, happen monthly but that's all the time (laughs) that's that's a topic for another day (laughs) but yeah and the good thing about author tube too is that you build those those friendships with other writers right it's not just 
oh, look at what they're doing or learning from them, you're, you're networking, you're building those relationships that are important to have in writing because writing is a very solitary thing to do. But Um, when you have a group to fall back on, it makes everything so much better. It does. Like if you're complaining about, damn, I did not get all of my words in today or I didn't write as long as I wanted. You have people there to support you. Like it's okay. Take, take the day, move on. Tomorrow's a new one. Mm-hmm. Or even if if you do something great, they're like, they're there to help you celebrate those wins. Um, so it's, yes, I definitely found a couple of people on AuthorTube that I, I do talk to quite a bit and um, not only learn from them, but just sharing conversations like Lyra Parrish from the Courtney Project she's always been somebody I've looked up to. And then I started attending her live streams and watching her author tube channel. And I mean, like, we're not like best friends or anything, but we, I can talk to her. Um, I'm not scared to approach her because now I view her more as a colleague. I said her channel is amazing. If anyone hasn't seen her videos, you need to go look her up because she is amazing. Um, and the thing about AuthorTube is you're not on AuthorTube to get a readership. You're on AuthorTube to network. You're on AuthorTube to learn and hone in on your craft and essentially to chronicle your journey. AuthorTube is just amazing. I mean, it's got its drama, just like every other There's drama social media. Everywhere. Yeah, but you can find like your your core group of people. So if videos are something you want to do, if you want this thing to uh, chronicle your process or your progress, definitely do AuthorTube and try to get that same handle. Yes. I will preach that and preach that until like it makes it so much easier for people to find you if they're not looking for 10 different handles on all these social medias um and it's just seamless yes um yeah that's all I got yeah I don't I can't think of any other thing to talk about social media wise so maybe we can just you know have a not so subtle segue into the fact that we're also planning on doing a book club every month for this podcast for the month we'll read that book and at the end of the very last Monday of every month we are going to have a little podcast show where we discuss and dive deep into all of these books and we are going to keep it only strictly with writing craft books because essentially we want to use this podcast for you to learn more and for us to learn more because that's only going to better us as writers. So with September coming up in a few weeks, two weeks, not a few weeks, just two weeks, um, we are going to start off with reading Save the Cat Writes a Novel by Jessica Brody. 
Um, I think both of us have already read this book, but it's I think it's a book that's easily rereadable. It's easy to reference. Yes, because yeah. I've already read it twice. And it's it's great. It's going to be a lot of fun discussing this at the end of September. So I agree. That's starting next month. I'm super excited about it. I am too. Only because it's also going to lead us. So we we chose this book on purpose because October is also Preptober for NaNoWriMo. So we, of course, figured a plotting book would be the way to start that off before we get into Preptober. Because September is just, you know, pre-Preptober. <laughs> Basically, that's what I'll be using it as. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And in the coming weeks, we have, we have, I think, every week scheduled already for the rest of this year, right? Yeah. And I'm uh, yeah, every week about it. Yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to talk about characters. We're going to talk about plot. We're going to talk about world building. You name it, we'll talk about it. And it's going to be lots of fun. And I can't wait for you guys to join us on this journey. Me either. We're going to have, it's going to be a blast. Um, And maybe we can work out a way to have, like, we'll talk about the book on the podcast, but we'll try to figure out a way to make it interactive as well so that y'all can join us on the book chat. Um, We'll figure that out. Yeah. Maybe we could like do like a discord channel or something yeah either discord or we can maybe go live on instagram or something yeah that's an option too. Um, we'll figure it out we'll put up a poll on our instagram we could always go live on my author tube channel too hint, yeah hint, we can go live hint. on hers <laughs> um look out for our upcoming videos it's going to be a lot of fun here You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us on our unfiltered conversation. And be sure to tune in next week when we talk about self-care, especially during a pandemic. 